people fixate on the first of the year. And it's also, I think, helpful to notice that there can be multiple windows throughout the year. Um, and also to acknowledge that like January is a hard month to create change in general. <laughs> From like come, coming back to like my winter comment, right? It is still a very dark month for a lot of us in the Northern hemisphere, you know? And so like that reality that we are sitting with is like, it's pretty cold and dark and kind of blah, right? In January. And so what if I can kind of use it as a space and time for me to kind of settle in, connect with myself, not expect a ton from myself, but then know, okay, as we get more capacity, you know, what, what else can we expect? episode of get psyched my friends it's been a while it's been a while name that song amy uh just kidding (laughs) since i hell yeah um you will jukebox friend my little jukebox friend i think that's yeah one of my the things that live in my head rent free are late 90s early 2000s uh music lyrics but that is not why we're here we're here because the show is new, it's rocking, it's rolling, new year, a little bit different show, arguably more unhinged because <laughs> there's two of us now. <laughs> there's the, there are two, as I mentioned in the episode, gremlins. There are two gremlins and we're super excited. I have been ready to let this show be birthed into the world for a while, um, took some time off. Amy came on, rescued me, and brought the show back. We're super excited to be tag-teaming this from here on out. Um, And today we're talking about New Year's resolutions. What all do we dive into, Amy? We talk about so many different things um, other than resolutions that I feel like we can need to make a different uh, title for this episode, but that's probably going to be the catchiest thing that's going to catch people. Um, And I think like we talk about like our feelings about it, our responses to it, kind of like how they might trigger us a little bit and really how we reframe them in a way that is in connection to ourselves, right? Versus operating from a space of achievement. Yes. We also have some tangents about boundary setting, about how unhinged my life was last year, and Mm -hmm. you get to sit through all of it. Lucky, lucky you. (laughs) We also talk about self-compassion, so please be compassionate on us too. (laughs) Yes, please. We're humans. Hi, hello. We're humans too. Um, one of us. Anyway, anything, okay, this is getting weird. Anything you want to let listeners know about, Amy? Anything you have coming up? Anything worth noting and will be available in the show notes? Absolutely. Just a reminder that I have my therapeutic writing groups starting in January. I have one at 9 a.m. Mountain Time and one at 5 p.m. Mountain Time. We basically take the time to write to a prompt and then um, we kind of like free write, go, 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 go. You really write and get uh, kind of outrun your inner critic in a way. And then um, the time stops and we all read. There's no crosstalk, there's no discussion, but you share what you've written. And it's incredibly powerful to see what shows up, how it feels um, vulnerable to write and how it feels even more vulnerable to read. Um, and one of the cool things, I'm doing it too. So I'm right there with you. Um, and so we're all in it together. If that scares you a little bit, 
Might be a sign. Might be a sign. Might yeah. be that you need to do it. Uh, one quick yeah. announcement on my end. Uh, very, very excited to say my therapy books are open. Woo! I I am accepting new clients. If you are in the state of California, um, if you are local to the Bay Area, I am happy to offer in-person sessions. And if you are not, California is a big state. Pretty cool thing about the interwebs is that we can, can meet virtually. virtual. So yeah, if you want to join Amy's writing group, if you want to spend an hour of your week with me, all those details are in the show notes. You got options. There's ways to work with us. We'll say that. There are ways <laughs> we'll <say that. laughs> to work with us. Yeah. Um, okay, before this gets even more unhinged, enjoy the show. It's here. Happy New Year's. Happy <laughs> new, new Year, new podcast. <laughs> new me new podcast new me new podcast same, same me same mistakes new podcast <laughs> basically the same podcast basically the same podcast you just name. added another gremlin <laughs> it's just arguably more unhinged <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now we get to feed off of each other I still think my favorite moment uh I have a lot of favorite moments in our friendship but um, when you were at my engagement party and my partner's, my fiance's best friend's sister came up and it was first time I'd ever met her, our best man's sister. And she was just like, you know, I always expected Davis to be with someone a little more weird. <laughs> and without, <laughs> without skipping a beat, Amy just looks at me and looks at her and goes, can confirm. <laughs> Lindsay is weird. Yeah, I was <laughs> she, like, you, we got her. We got yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> so now that you are all here and welcomed into our lovely friendship between Amy and I, uh, if you don't know, now you know. And you can also go back and listen to the trailer for the new show. It dropped last week as a little teaser. But today we are. We're launching the show. We're launching a new episode on the first of the year, and we're going to dive into a little thing called New Year's resolutions. Um, but before we do that, we always like to open the show. I say always like we've done this a million times, even though this is the first episode. <laughs> so many times before. So many times. This goes way back. It yeah. is tried. It is tested. It is true. <laughs> uh, we're just going to do a little check-in. We're going to do a little check-in to normalize the check-in for everyone else in hopes that when you go to therapy or coaching or even just a friend and you get the, so what's going on? Where are we going today? What what are we talking about? And you have that feeling. It's like, oh, I don't know, or there's nothing going on, or I don't know what to talk about. There is always something and we can always use our present day to kind of dive into maybe some old patterns, old ways of thinking, um, a launching point into the unconscious, if you will. So our goal is to kind of normalize the check-in and I'm going to toss this one over to Amy and say, how you doing girl? <laughs> well, hello. I really love that we start with this because to me it's just like really helpful and in places I've worked before we've called it a clearing and it's a space where you get to share anything that's holding you back from being present 
from being fully present. So I think we're doing a little bit of that with our work that we're doing in these episodes. And sometimes I feel like the things that are on our mind are going to be the things that we're going to completely talk, like take the whole time to talk about. So love that. I will say what I, how I'm doing right now. Um, it's a bit of a gray day here in uh, Denver. We are actually, <laughs> we're recording before the new year. So this is still December and the uh, days are very short and dark. And I think that there's an element of that that's kind of challenging for me. And I've been working on that with myself. Really just trying to reframe winter as being a time to like cozy up, to kind of like settle in, to let things kind of rest and be and know that our time for um, like more energy and activity will come. Uh, I'm also feeling into, you know, with our topic today, I feel a little bit of like reservation, like, "Eh." like, you know, I think resolutions in the past have been something my like really goal oriented self has fixated on and kind of being like, Oh, this is the time for like, you know, new year, new me, you know? And, uh, that's not exactly that I want, I want to live anymore. But a really helpful reframe with that was one of my friends, he is, um, he's a recovering addict and he was talking about how different moments can be windows for change, right? So you can feel into like, oh, that was a window for me to quit a substance or to do this or to do that. And so I'm you know, curious about how this new year can be a window for me. So with that question, (laughs) I'm sure you probably weren't expecting that answer, but that's what comes up for me. No, I love that answer. And I'm really excited to explore this window of opportunity a little bit more with you. Cause I like, I like that. I had the same kind of uh, tightness in my chest when we talk about resolutions. Um, You know, Amy and I come from really similar backgrounds as far as, fitness and training and all the different things. And yeah, I think that with the exception of the new year, bringing in more clients and like great marketing for a new year, new you, uh, it really doesn't align with me and how I operate (laughs) kind of how we started this show. Like, nope, new year, same me. I don't like wherever yeah. you are, there you there go. You are. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I can feel a little bit of reservation and maybe that's exactly what we're supposed to be feeling right now, because I, if I had to guess, this is going to be kind of a, uh, David Goggins antithesis <laughs> of, of, uh, goal setting and resolutions. So, and maybe that's exactly even the people, what they want, not what they need, what they want um so yeah I like that and I'm sure we'll dive into that as far as my check-in um I'm feeling just perpetually behind today um it's okay I think it's just one of those things where like my to-do list feels longer than my capacity right this second and um whereas before that maybe would have created some like frantic you know busy being from thing to thing ultimately did that get things checked off my to-do list yes but what it mostly was for me was to avoid feeling 
the feelings that I have right now. Like instead of being mm-hmm. in this moment and like, ooh, I don't like the feeling of being behind or an old story tells me, you know, to be successful on a Monday, I have to be this productive and do all these different things. And so I would do that, which, you know, I think can be an okay motivator, but it's a really poor motivator over time. Um, Just asking for burnout, asking for, you know, kind of some distraction um, and not just being able to sit with maybe some discomfort or feeling like I haven't accomplished everything I want to accomplish today. And, you know, that's okay. I'm okay with feeling like I haven't. And that's a big turning point for me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like you're shifting your relationship to the like hustle, you know, Mm -hmm. just kind of like, okay, how can I be a little bit more in connection, right. With what's going on. Exactly. So with that, you know, maybe that's exactly where we can launch. Like, I think that, uh, I'd love to hear what you, what you think about this, but people hear resolution and it's like, oh, I have to make a change or I have, I have to do, I have to hustle. I have to complete. Um, and I don't know that that's the best form of motivation. Right. Yeah, exactly. I think like, um, to me, I like to approach this time of year with a little bit more curiosity and openness than, okay, day one, what am I going to do? Like, what am I, what am I doing? Right. And one of my friends, you know, she, I feel like, um, I really appreciated the way that she said it, but she talked about like, what is she calling in? Mm. And, you know, this is, I think a really helpful way to live your life with intention, you know, because I do believe that we need to, kind of set intentions. We need to be in conscious awareness of what's happening in our world, right? Um, kind of this idea of like, we don't really want life to happen to us. We want to happen to life, you know, right? you know, so we want to kind of, you know, have a conscious awareness of how we want to engage with the world. And so I, you know, kind of bring in the idea of like, Ooh, what do I want to call in? What do I want to get curious about? What do I want to, you know, kind of in a way, maybe challenge myself a little bit with, and, you know, so instead of like, it's specifically being about a resolution for me, I'm thinking about, okay, what's going to help me feel more awake? What's going to help me feel more alive? And I noticed this year that I can easily slip into a pattern where I just, you know, kind of accumulate things or buy something, or I'm like, oh, I guess I like want that. And so I'm going to get it. Um, or sometimes like I'll, you know, in a way like fixate on like a different top or pair of jeans or whatever, right? It's just like, doesn't matter. And the thing I'm, I'm kind of getting present to and what I'm calling in for the new year is just more conscientious purchasing. And with that, I am setting an intention for myself that anything I buy, you know, with the exception of like things that are, you know, like toilet paper, whatever, I'm going to buy. I was like tampons. Yeah. Tampons. (laughs) Don't need, don't need that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So anything I buy, soft goods, clothes, if I like need something for the house or whatever, I'm going to really, really try to first buy it used. And with this idea of like, what you need is already out there. Like you don't have to buy new. And that is something that I am shifting into. So just like this 
little bit more awareness, a little bit more like kind of checking myself. And it almost like gamifies it in a way, you know, because I'm not like just immediately going to like the easy button. Right. And actually this past year, last year, I, or sorry, 2023, I canceled my Amazon membership to really try to use Amazon less. And, um, I still use it from time to time, but use it less. And, uh, I feel like that's been kind of interesting too. So I don't know if I answered your question, but no, I think that's great. I think that's great. I have a lot of responses to that. One of which, um, you said whatever you need already exists. And I think that, you know, this is going to be a little tangential, but whatever, it's a, it's a fucking mental health podcast. You guys, I'm going to get, I'm going to go there. Um, we're going to go there. Okay. We're going to go there. Um, kind of that you know the same thing exists within ourselves Mm -hmm. oftentimes so much what we are seeking whether that is in healing a relationship or partnership or job or you know when we when we're coming from this place of less than and we're we're seeking something outside of us to maybe fill it um how can we first look and see how that exists within ourselves? Yes, um, I love that. Yeah, again, that shows up so much for people with like relationships or trying to find peace or trying to find calm or if I do this thing, then it's going to do it. Or if I see this person as a therapist or this person as a coach, it's going to fix it. Yeah, or, you know, like, um, you know, we talk about like the mother or the father wound. Like there's a little girl inside of me that deserves this kind of mom. And I'm going to fight and fight and fight in my relationship until I find that, or I receive that when it's really like, okay, if I know what it is I'm looking for, can I show up for myself in that way? Can Mm -hmm. I be the mom, the friend, the partner, the fill in the blank that I'm so desperately seeking? Um, And more often than not, that's when it tends to show up right is when you're not dependent on something external so when you are you know in june and you are desperately looking for whatever it is that you want to find on facebook marketplace i'm just going to remind you amy find (laughs) find the usb cord within yourself (laughs) exactly it's gonna be something like that it will will show up okay yeah it will show up in your junk drawer yeah Okay, and I made it weird again. Okay. Yeah. Um comes up for you with uh resolutions. Like what's something you have to say about that or something you're curious about within yourself, or maybe even something that you are looking for in 2024. Totally. Um, you know, Davis and I were having this conversation and he yeah, he posted like that. Hey, the new year's coming up. Um what resolutions do you have? And like I said, at the beginning of the show, I just had such a resistance to the question. Mm. Um, and at first there was a part of me that was really afraid to share that with him. Like, Oh, this is my partner's, you know, attempted a, a bid for connection and conversation. And if I just shut it down and say, this isn't something I want to talk about, that's not going to be great. And I knew if I didn't share that, that I would be very uncomfortable in the conversation. Yeah. Um, and so I just shared kind of that emotion that was coming up, like, ooh, I, I don't know. Maybe we can explore this. Maybe this can be our our connection for today. Um that I just have a like staunch resistance to answering that question. Um 
And ultimately what came up in that conversation was that last year was really chaotic for my partner and I, Mm -hmm. um, we moved three times. We were caretaking. Um, we, I went, he had two different at the same place, but two different positions, two like radically different jobs. I lost a job. I decided to go back into therapy, like my life. Oh, and then sprinkle on top of that, planning a wedding. Like nothing about my life in the last year, with the exception of my friendships and relationship, have felt super stable. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, it's enough to like make me want to start to cry for you and for me. (laughs) Yeah, Amy Amy witnessed it. I only called her with breakdowns multiple times this year. Um, (laughs) And so... I think what came up for me, and I think the reason I was resisting it so much was because I didn't want to add more to the plate. I didn't want to say I'm committing to achieving this thing um, because really what I want to achieve is calm, is slow down, is consistency. And so instead of saying, oh, I'm going to run the 5k, I'm going to learn Spanish. I'm going to like have these little like goals that are very like check the box. And I, I did them instead to use your friend's words. Can I call in more times of peace? Can I call yes. in more times of stability? Can I say no to the things, be it the challenge, the, you know, the, the party, the travel, the, the things that will be destabilizing in order to, yeah, really slow down and find consistency in my life this next year Mm, I love that it's such a that's such a sweet shift how does that feel does it feel differently in your body what do you notice as you say that um I think what was really nice about being able to name it was it was like aha that's it yeah that's it I found it you know because I've always been the person that the first of the year is like oh I'm gonna do this thing and I'm gonna get this and I'm gonna achieve that Um, and so it kind of scared me that I didn't have that this year and to be able to process it and put it into words that like what my body is desperately asking for is me to slow down. And so like all the alarms and sirens that went off when I thought I was being confronted with, you know, what more can we do? What more can we achieve? How more, like, can we go, 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 um, you know, I always tell my clients, I've talked to Amy about a million times, our bodies will whisper for a really long time until we listen and they have to start or until we're not listening and then they start yelling. Mm -hmm. And that's what that moment felt like for me was like, oh my gosh, I'm so dysregulated by the simple question that my partner asked me. And so to answer your question, it feels really, really good. And like a giant exhale to be able to say, I'm shifting away from, I mean, I think it's still achieving, but rather than achieving like a goal weight or, you know, a like a measurable achievement, it's how does my body feel day to day? Am I feeling run down? Like, you know, my check-in today, if I don't pause it or position my day in a way where it like has to be performance-based, how much more ease can I lean into Mm -hmm. and have in my life yeah exactly yeah 
like you don't have to be productive to know that you're worthy right yeah. it's like this shift right mm. i talk about this a lot with my clients of moving from achievement to connection right instead of thinking about what boxes do i need to check to feel good and to feel worthy it's like oh can i just connect with the fact of my humanity actually makes me worthy like just being alive and being human means that i am worthy of love right these inalienable human rights that we are worthy of just being human Mm. I want to just like mic drop there for a second (laughs) um that is not the invitation to just like be a sloth and a couch potato and watch Netflix for months on end and be like it's self-care sometimes sure sometimes absolutely Mm. that yeah but that's the thing it's like when we move into connection with ourselves it actually means that we are more likely to do things that are in congruence with who we want to be right Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. it's like this idea I talk about this as well is like you know thinking that self-compassion is going to make you lazy is kind of like thinking that you know sleeping is going to make you lazy right or you know like you know taking rest or doing these things is going to make you less productive and it's like no (laughs) they are necessary for our functioning right in the same way when we operate from connection we're operating from a authentic congruent place so we're not hiding on the couch, you know, like losing ourselves in a binge. We're actually in connection with who we want to be. I also think that taking that one step further, if you find yourself in decision paralysis, when it's like, mm-hmm. um, I got invited to this Christmas party or this New Year celebration or this birthday party and being truly connected to myself I know I don't want to go I know I don't have the capacity to go I need to sleep that night I have an early morning the next day you fill in the blank why it doesn't work for you to go Mm -hmm. um if you are lacking that connection with self 10 times out of 10 you will say yes to the thing you don't want to say yes to and you will Mm -hmm. show up and overextend and you know kind of for me, it was, oh, what will that person think? Mm. If I say no to attending that thing, will they think that their friendship doesn't mean a lot to me? Will they think this? Will they think that? Will we cease to have a relationship? Whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I got to a place of, and that doesn't mean you have to justify your boundary. No, because I have this thing in the morning. It can just be like, hey, I really appreciate the invitation. And I have a prior engagement and I have something else that's not going to work for me. So you're just able to, when you're making a decision from a sense of self and a connected place, it's easier to set the boundary or say mm-hmm. no, um, because you mm-hmm. know that it's, yeah, I don't think that to have boundaries or say no makes you selfish. Mm-hmm. It's pretty selfless to be able mm-hmm. to say this isn't within my capacity and I want to be able to show up in a certain way. Mm, I love that. Yeah. And we can talk a little bit more about boundaries on another episode, which I think we should do. But I was reminded the other day of just how nice it feels for you and the other person when you set a boundary. And like I said, a boundary with somebody and they said, thank you. They're like, thank you for being honest with me. Right. And saying no, because it felt I think good for them to know, Hey, this is the line and sorry, no, you can't cross it. Right. 
And like that feels, it feels good for both me and the other person. And I think we get so fixated on the discomfort of setting the boundary, right? We get like really hyper fixated on that, or at least I do, right? Of like, oh my God, it's like so awkward and saying no. But then afterward, we forget how good it feels, right? And so like, this is maybe something to consider with this too, of like how good it can feel to be in connection to ourselves and operate from that space um, and how powerful that can feel. Absolutely. And I love what you said about doing another episode or two or series on boundary setting, (laughs) because that is a question that comes up a lot. Um, Oh, yes. Another thing I want to offer is that, um, and this is kind of piggybacking off of your window into opportunity, um, just because it's the first of the year, I think it's a great time to mm-hmm. like have it can a resolution. Be a yeah. It can be yeah. a window. And that I just don't want the definition of what this window has to look like to prevent you from, you know, really leaning into your best self or your highest self. <laughs> but like that makes me want to kind of gag that I even said that. But um <laughs> I think that it does give <clears throat> it offers opportunity for reflection. And I think so often we think of the new year of facing forward and what is the goal and what is what am I going to achieve versus can I use the first of the year to really reflect on the 365 days that happened before this? What what am I proud of for achieving in the last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, exactly. What went really well? Like, can I take an honest audit and say like, what did I do really well? What did I do not so well? Mm-hmm. And maybe your resolution isn't so much to achieve something or do something, but rather cut something out. Like, mm-hmm. wow, it was really, really clear to me. I keep using this example, but it was really clear to me that I overextended and said yes too much. Mm-hmm moving forward what like how can I improve upon that behavior Mm -hmm. right exactly how can I like shift that right and noticing you know I think yeah people fixate on the first of the year and it's also I think helpful to notice that there can be multiple windows throughout the year Um, and also to acknowledge that like January is a hard month to create change in general (laughs) <laughs> from like come coming back to like my winter comment right it is still a very dark month for a lot of us in the northern hemisphere you know and so like that reality that we are sitting with is like it's pretty cold and dark and kind of blah right in january and so what if i can kind of use it as a space and time for me to kind of settle in connect with myself not expect a ton from myself but then know okay as we get more capacity you know, what, what else can we expect? Right. And I also love the idea of having an intention or like a word of the year. And like my word of the year didn't come to me for this year until like, I think March of this year. What was the word? Expansion. 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 And, um, you know, I think like at, at the beginning of the year, I was living in a space with like really low ceilings and it was still like a sweet place. It was like a very cozy, like little. Very like... first time I visited, you legitimately told me not to look up. Uh, yeah, I literally, <laughs> I, that's what I would tell people when they walked into my house. I was like, don't look up because it was the ceiling was like office squares, like those office squares that you would have. And so I would like be push up that you right? can push up. Yeah. yeah. And I just was, would tell people like, don't look up. Um, 
because yeah. And then I moved into a space at the end of April and the ceilings are so tall. The space is so like you can spread your arms out. Right. And so there's like this expansion that, I, you know, the windows are big. Right. And so I created some expansion in that. I expanded my business. I expanded, right. So many different things and relationships like, and whatnot. And so that felt really good to kind of live into that word, but it didn't come to me until March, you know? And so remember that there's going to be multiple windows and January 1st isn't your only window. <laughs> absolutely please please don't let it be your only window right and like not only can those windows appear multiple times but they're going to shift over the 12 Mm -hmm. months you know Mm -hmm. like what might be really meaningful to you or take up a lot of your space and your time in January could be totally different by April could be Mm -hmm. substantially different by November And so I think that a lot of times too, what stunts us maybe in our growth is being so married to what the outcome is quote unquote supposed to look like Mm -hmm. that it's okay to pivot. It's okay to, you know, I always say, have the courage to change your mind Mm -hmm. when presented with new information, when something happens, like if your goal was to run a marathon in I don't know, June and May 30th, you get COVID. Like, okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay that the thing didn't work out. It doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that you're less worthy. Yes, exactly. It's brave to go and it's brave to stay, right? You just kind of have to decide like, which is, what is your path, you know? Yeah. I'm Mm -hmm. curious and kind of backing up a little bit. How did you, when were you, introduce the idea of choosing a word for the year? Yeah, I feel like it's something that I have done for a few years now. Um, I think I've done it with like my, my, I think my friend Jackie Carr does it. She's an incredible goals coach. I think my friend Lindsay Kate Hans does it. You know, people have seen, you know, kind of doing it online and, you know, you can really, um, I think, consider what you want your year to look like you know, what you want it to feel like. And, you know, a couple of years back I did discipline, right. And it felt really healthy for me to step into some, you know, kind of more specific areas of discipline for myself, because it felt really good to give myself that like parameter, right. And that like kind of scaffolding, um, you know, for myself, cause it's what I've you know needed my whole life. <laughs> and <laughs> as someone with ADHD, you know, I'm kind of like, ah, someone tell me what to do. Um, and give me guidance. So I really have to be the person to give myself guidance, you know? Um, But the word of the year has been something I feel like that's been kind of like out in the culture of like kind of self-improvement, self-help, self-relationship stuff that I've noticed. What do you think? Um, Yeah. I mean, I actually think you were the first person to introduce me to it. Um, And admittedly, I have not done it. And it's now uh, piqued my curiosity. I'm, I'm intrigued to see what. It. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I'm intrigued. You know, I think that you and I'm sure it's been in my field <laughs> more sure. than once. Yeah, it's been out there. I mean, um, it's been on the gram. It's been on the gram. It's been on the socials, on the interwebs. <laughs> so the it's basically gospel. Um, it is. It is known. <laughs> it truth. is canon. It is it canon. Is- <laughs> <laughs> um and. 
you know, I think it's also just a testament to like, you hear something when you're ready to, um, Mm -hmm. that maybe I didn't have the capacity or the space or the time or the interest in really doing it before. So I'm, I can feel the parts of me that are leaning into being interested now. And like, Mm. what might that mean for me? So just feeling a little more open. Yeah. Well, probably because you have a little bit more capacity now. Like if you think about your last year, you didn't quite have the capacity for that. <laughs> there was. What what is capacity? Yeah. What what is that? Because I I pushed far. Yeah, I pushed far past what was supposed to be the barometer for yeah. that. She did not have margin, my friends. No, I did not. I had none. But that's okay, because now I am I am recovering marginless uh <laughs> you know, folks so anyway yeah (laughs) um okay so people listening to this that are like cool Lindsay and Amy like you've said all this like wordy heady cool stuff and I like what you're saying and also I do want to set the goal of achieving x y or z like our goal here is not to make you sound you feel bad about any resolution you did set um but rather maybe question the intention behind it. Would that Mm -hmm. be fair to say? Yeah. And how can you maybe filter it through compassion, right? Through like a compassionate lens toward yourself that can help you be realistic in your improvement and realistic in your care for yourself. Mm. You know, if somebody came to me and they're like, I want to run a marathon in three months. I'd be like, okay, um, how many miles are you running right now? Uh, I don't run. I haven't run for five years. Okay. So it's not going to be very compassionate or kind on your body to put yourself through that. Could you? Yeah, sure. Right. Like David Gungans, he's like, run a marathon tomorrow. Um, and right. If we operate from a space of like your humanity, it's like, can you bring in compassion and be joyful about moving toward a 5k? Right. And then we can do a 10k. And then if it really feels important to you to run that far, let's look at a half marathon and then we can look at a marathon, right? So it's really taking these compassionate kind steps. And we know like literally there are studies that show when we are compassionate towards ourselves, we actually end up improving our performance, right? So it doesn't, it actually means that you are going to be better, right? If you operate in a compassionate way towards yourself. Yeah. Why do you think people have such a hard time operating in that compassionate way? I feel like it's, you know, probably like a cultural thing. We think compassion again, like we think it's going to make us lazy. We think it means I'm going to eat bonbons on the couch and relax all the time, you know? And I think honestly, being unkind and neurotic towards ourselves has allowed people to be quite successful in, in ways, right. They're able to like kind of grit and get themselves, um, to be able to do things if they're unkind to themselves. So it can be really challenging to learn the language of compassion and learn, learn that in order to kind of support yourself. Right. It's like a, it is like a slow down, you know, to speed up in a way. Mm. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of things that prevent people from feeling compassionate towards themselves. Absolutely. I think there's been a lot of unhuman or maybe unnatural ways of living that have been I don't want to say celebrated but um rewarded right like Mm -hmm. hustle culture has been so rewarded so that when 
we are not doing that. We have this feeling of laziness. We have this feeling mm-hmm. of not enoughness. And, you know, I think something that really, really struck me when I was in school getting my master's was um, kind of like the, the overachiever and especially um, in childhood, right? Like the only time that it felt okay to ask for help or to slow down or to pause was when we felt sick, when we had physiological Mm -hmm. symptoms that said, that was literally the body saying, Hey, you're not listening. I'm going to slow you down. Of course you too. And it was kind of, you know, like almost like a, Hey, keep your eye out. If your, your kid client is always sick, what might that have to tell you? But now in my own life, like Sure. Could I have been on an airplane with somebody that was sick next to me and I got a cold? Yes. Does that mean that I'm overextending myself? Perhaps not. But can I use those as a window of reflection to say, oh, like I am really run down. Oh, I have been glamorizing hustle culture. Mm -hmm. And for me to stay in tonight is like, maybe I don't have to push myself to the point of being sick to mm-hmm. to hear yeah. the whispers yeah totally yeah this is probably something for another episode but I also have this theory that people get wasted and get drunk on the weekends so that they have an excuse to be restful the next day because they're like I'm so hungover I'm so oh I'm just gonna lay on the couch and rest uh you know but it's like well, could you could you just let yourself do that without getting wasted the night before I don't know Ooh. I don't know if that's, that's just a theory I have. I don't know if it's, it's not founded on anything. (laughs) It's just a a thought. (laughs) So some of what Amy and I talk about, very tried and true research. Other things we talk about, we just have theories. Wait until we do episodes on. And I will be clear that that is just a theory. I have created in my own little mind. (laughs) You know, I think that if nothing else, posing the theory or posing the possibility or question gets me thinking about Mm -hmm. my early and mid 20s for sure Mm -hmm. for sure because it was really it's socially acceptable right just as much as it is socially acceptable to say oh I'm sick I'm not coming in today like you get invited to Sunday brunch and you're a little uh toasty from the day before you say oh man I'm hungover your friend laughs and like there's no guilt there's no like come Mm -hmm. on man pull yourself Mm -hmm. together get to brunch Wow, Aim, I think you're onto something. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's like, so <laughs> for let's bring it home, <laughs> the <laughs> idea, right, of you know, kind of uh the new year being a window where you can maybe initiate some change in your life. I think like I would encourage our listeners um to get curious, right? To get compassionate, right? To get realistic with themselves about what are some things, you know, is this my window? Is this a space for me that I want to grow into? What can I call into? What can I bring into my life? And then what kind of intention do I want to set around maybe a word of the year, right? Or just like a a concept, a phrase, a mantra, a color, right? A texture, right? Let it kind of, you know, fall, let you, you know, kind of like follow yourself right into your future. Mm. Thanks for the summary. Thanks for the, uh, thanks for the uh, case notes. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> You're welcome. I know. <laughs> Let's bring it home. The session Let's is about to end. Bring it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, same time next week. <laughs> yeah. Any doorknob confessions? <laughs> oh gosh, can you just tell some? I just just as a PSA, you and I giggle. <laughs> like we know what a doorknob confession is. Other therapists listening know what a doorknob confession is. Can you just put it out there that like y'all don't do this to us? Don't. <laughs> yeah, it's like this is totally made up. But someone, you know, you'll be like two minutes like oh okay I know we're almost done but I just have to tell you last week I murdered my cousin and I probably need to like process that with you at some point and you're like the what (laughs) (laughs) you did okay Ah, okay I'll see you you're okay you're you're gonna be okay before our next session you know it's just there's so many questions in my brain (laughs) at that point exactly so um yeah don't don't be that client guys don't Please do that. don't. You know, don't. Yeah. But if you are, that's okay. We have compassion for those parts too. Like I'm <laughs> grateful that you chose to tell me. Um, if I had to guess, that part was maybe like screaming and yelling for the first, I don't know, 48 minutes to tell me something. <laughs> exactly. But I'm yeah. grateful. I'm grateful you said it. Um, but maybe just, you know, give me we'll a little start more time. Off with that. Give yeah. me a little more time. Yeah. yeah, don't don't check in and be like. I don't know like the guy at the deli kind of irritated me today no start lead please lead with those things um <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> so, sometimes we're in the mood to go spelunking and sometimes we're not you know <laughs> it really is helpful if you bring in notes it's helpful if you tell us what's going on exactly but it's okay um, if you don't we still love you we still love you and we're going to explore it the next session and say that was interesting <laughs> two minutes before you before we were done you brought you brought something up you ready to dive in (laughs) um okay well that was tangential and here we are um that being said amy same time next week (laughs) i'll see you i'll see you soon see you next monday bye bye